As superhero movies are becoming mainstream entertainment at theaters around the world, comic fans also have plenty of heroic action on the small screen to keep them sated while waiting for the next blockbuster. We are in a golden age of superhero television shows, with plenty of offerings from both the Marvel and DC universes, and the trend shows no sign of slowing down. To chronicle these recent shows and even examine some of the classics, we are proud to present Weekly Heroics, a two true freaks guide to heroes on TV. Hi, welcome to Weekly Heroics, a two true freaks guide to heroes on TV. I'm Scott McGregor, one of your usual co-hosts, and we're covering Preacher still. I'm joined by my other half of my binge storm identity, Mr. Chris Tyler, the hair metal hero. He's right over there. Yeah. And and our uh, frequent co-hosts, uh, last time around we did uh, Preacher Season 1, Beth and Brian Hughes are with us. So yay! Welcome, yeah. guys. Hello! Hello! Awesome to have you guys back on this. Um, I'm going to be covering Season 2, Episode 3 tonight, called The Damsels, which will become apparent uh, where they got that name here soon. But I wanted to ask you guys, if either of you, you're still non-comic readers, correct? Have you gone back and, uh, and spoiled yourself on the Preacher comics since we last spoke about it? I have, I have not. not. Hmm? No, I've got a huge backlog of stuff I have to I have to read anyway, so I'm not going to be able to get to Preacher for a while. Yeah, I hear you. Um, and I, I just said off, off show that I, I might have to go back and read it again, like, soon, because I did it in preparation for season one. You know, to to ready my mind for all the Easter eggs they might throw at me, and then season one was kind of a prequel to the comics, so that did me no good. And and now I've filled my brain with so much other like superhero TV stuff that I've kind of forgotten <laughs> all the Easter eggs they threw at me in this one, and there were a lot of them. This was just like a very dense episode, and uh, it it kicked us, you know, well, it gave us uh, us comic readers, you know, a lot of joy. I think. Uh, I, I, I expect you you enjoyed this as much as I thought you would, Mr. Hero. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it definitely has some nice nods and, and some foreshadowings of some many glorious things to come. Yeah. But it started out uh, with quite a little surprising sequence. Um, we open with what looks like a, a Eugene flashback, pre-Arse face Eugene, riding on his bike to uh, Tracy Loach's house. And for those of you who don't remember, Tracy was the uh, girl who... Eugene basically, you know, well, we don't know the whole story, but we do now. But uh, arrives to Tracy Loach's house and is clear they're good friends. And she's crying because her boyfriend is uh, cheating on her. Um, he's, he's getting a little head under the uh, <laughs> under the, the stadium, uh, you know, um, what's the word? Uh, bleachers. Bleachers, thank you. Wow, there's a vocabulary fail. <laughs> it happens. Uh, and she's a little more upset that he did it with a less attractive girl, it seems, than the act itself. Uh, Tracy <laughs> might be a little self-absorbed, we're, we're being led little. to believe. So she tells Eugene that she's going to kill herself and then produces a shotgun and a very uh, self-absorbed suicide note, which uh, includes a segment listing all the guys that she had sex with that were better than her current cheater. <laughs> and we apparently also need to learn that it was only anal so she can still get into heaven. So I don't think that's how that works. 
Yeah, well, hey, you know, it's if some of the fundamentalists, you know, it's like, hey, it doesn't say anything about that in the Bible, so it must be okay. Um, yeah, tell that to Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, I mean, I don't right. know. It could be some, you know, other type of religion I've never heard of. Who knows? <laughs> Probably Catholicism. We have a lot of loopholes we try to find uh, in, in things like that. <laughs> Yeah, we, we need to t- discuss this plenary indulgence later. Mm-hmm, indeed. Yeah, they don't do those I'm, anymore. I, 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 might, I might have a need. Oh, really? Yeah, Darn. Not, not for a long, <laughs> long time. Also, also, I'd recommend uh, anyone to go listen to Mr. Frank Zappa's thoughts on Catholic girls if you ever get a chance. There's no... I digress. Uh, we don't even know if Eugene is Catholic, but apparently Tracy's very religious. Uh, so she she tells, uh, yeah, we, we read the suicide note, and we also names that her uh, her bestie Eugene is basically executor of her letter and final wishes. He gives her a great life affirming speech. It was actually a very well written little speech, which includes a Mary Poppinism. So you can't beat that. Yeah. And, and he burns her note. She's not going to need it anymore. And she rests her head on his shoulder. And, and feeling bold, he, he goes in for that kiss, but is rejected quite cruelly with basically just an ew. And and she grabs the gun and blows the top of her head off anyway. But, but then opens her eyes. And we get just an excruciatingly gory scene of, of Eugene yeah. trying to stuff things back in and uh, into her skull. And so everything will be all right. Oh, I'm sure you'll be okay. Um, just let me put this back in here. And it was just, <laughs> just gratuitously freaking amazingly, Corey. <laughs> it's the opposite of what you do with the piñata. I mean, you know, just yeah. <laughs> put the candy in, put yeah. it in. He, tries to, he just puts a hat on her, too, at one point. Like, I'm sure no one will notice this at all. Uh, so Tracy's mom starts pounding on the door and unable to escape uh, his fate. He he takes the shotgun to himself and 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 at first it just goes click and he looks at it and then of course it goes off and Ars' face is is of course born. And then we're shown and I think we all figured this out that this isn't a flashback but Eugene's time in hell and doing the whole rewind of the the worst day of your life like the Saint of Killers did um, in season one. Yeah. And we, and we get the quick, uh, fast montage of the scene over and over again to drive the point home. But suddenly the cycle ends, and we see Eugene in a dark room uh, wearing some kind of, like, prison garb. And a strange machine is sputtering to a halt, and our big title card tells us that we're in hell. And a uniformed woman comes in and communicates to someone that the systems are down, and Eugene is told not to move. And we roll into our, our opening credits, so... Just stop down and talk about this first little sequence. Um, good, good to see Eugene again. Good to see him yeah. out of out of makeup uh, for change and and uh, just uh, yeah, they haven't really since Jesse sent him to hell. They kind of did the 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 had Eugene thing that's been bugging him, but we haven't seen him in two episodes. Just heard a mention of him um, so far this season, but. Uh, we finally get the whole whole kitten caboodle story on him and Tracy Loach. So yeah, that was pretty neat. A lot yeah, different from the comics. Uh, very different, and, and I can understand why. Um, so just the background on the 
in in the comics, um, the story of Eugene becoming Iris Face is based on uh, a real event. Um, yeah. Two teenagers in the eighties. Uh, claimed that listening to Judas Priest uh, caused them to uh, want to commit suicide. One of the kids did the job right, blew his head clean off. The other kid turned into Iris Face, essentially. Yeah, essentially. Uh, um, but in the comics, it was uh, Kurt Cobain. Nirvana. Yeah, that was Kurt Cobain. Um, we're so far removed from that now. I mean, that's 20 years out. Um, I can understand why why they changed it, um, because it's it's almost more tragic <laughs> Yeah. This way, well, because he problem. decided because she couldn't handle being kissed by him, she decided to kill herself, which is yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah, um, and just like the ultimate friend zoning scene, you know, to the extreme, basically. Yeah, um, and it just well, I think it's I don't know. We'll ask our non-comic readers about it, but I feel like it just it opens up, you know, such an avenue to use Eugene as a as a plot device moving forward. I mean, they had a pretty good story for him and. In the comics too, but uh, yeah, I'm I sure that we'll get some iteration yeah. of that. Oh, most definitely. Um, and yeah, I think you just you can use him as a parallel story now for as long as you need to, and and eventually we know he's, he's got to get out of hell one way or another. I think. Uh, I would hope so because I really like him. Yeah, uh, you, the actor nails it. Uh, it's it's funny to see him out of. Makeup. Yeah, I mean the character the characterization is spot on. He is the sort of ever present optimist after he's after his uh, you know low point of trying to commit suicide. Yeah, <laughs> and and we just we learn that the uh, you know he's lived with this uh, you know good chunk of his life now and. It, you know, people obviously think that it, he's the one that tried to to kill her, presumably. Exactly. You know, that's probably the general. You know, they were calling a murderer in the first season. So, right. Well, yeah. the mother, the mother, yeah. only knows what happens on the other side of the door. So, from her take of it, she's told everyone he's done it. Yeah, and that's probably why yeah. he, he tried to kill himself. Anyways, he's like, yeah, I'm fucked. <laughs> no matter how you do it, right? Yeah, that was a nice little start to, to this one. But then we're, of course, back on, on the road with our trio, and they're leaving their uh, Texas, their lost dipshits, which is flat out of the comics, as the sign tells us. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the, Hugh, the Hughes can concur <laughs> that if you leave Texas, you are a dipshit. Yes, no? <laughs> well, uh, I can tell you that if you go far enough north, and, and we're almost there, um, about Denton, which is about 30 minutes north of us, mm-hmm. and you get out your car and you just stand there and listen, you can hear Oklahoma <laughs> sucking. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, okay. I've heard that. I've heard that. It, it really depends which direction you go because, you know, Louisiana, not so bad. Uh, just depends on where in Louisiana you go. <laughs> you know, you go to Shreveport, you can gamble some, have some fun, whatnot. You go further south, you can get into some really nasty crap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and if you go west, you just want to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was really hoping for at least one listener from Oklahoma, but we've just blown that clearly. Uh, yeah, well, Sean is no longer with us, so. Yeah. Oh, he was, I didn't know he was from there. Yeah. Well, he listens to well, all of them. He listens to all of them uh, now. He's on my Skype. Uh, he's on every Skype call we make. He's got the angel phone. Yeah. I just yeah. think my husband's more or less fucking with his brother, really, because he lives in Oklahoma. <laughs> he's trying to get him back home in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just one of those things, you know, it's like over the years, Oklahoma keeps advertising 
here. And, and they did it for the longest time before gambling was legalized there. Mm-hmm. And they would have all these ads and commercials, come to Oklahoma, come see everything. And I'm like, there's nothing in Oklahoma that we see there that isn't already in Texas. <laughs> right. So why bother? Yeah. You know? And of course, now they've got the gambling and they got that gambling lobby that keeps coming into Texas and paying our people to make sure that gambling doesn't get legalized here. Because you go you go north on 35 here, you hit Oklahoma and there's a casino right on the other side of the, of the border. I mean, basically the line of paint, <laughs> yeah. boom, casino. And it is now the biggest casino in the world, Windstar. Ooh, location, location, location. But it sucks because... Every Oklahoma. Well, aside from the aside from the <laughs> slots, aside from the slots, uh, any any game you do, there's a fifty cent tax uh-huh. to the government. So if you play a five dollar hand or a thousand dollar hand of blackjack, you still have to pay a fi- a fifty cent tax. What the hell! I thought you only paid when you won. <laughs> no, no, they've got a tax for every hand. That's fucked. And that's, that's the big difference between going to Oklahoma versus Louisiana. You go to Shreveport, and it's you know just like Vegas in that way. Except that when you go to Vegas, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, but what happens in Shreveport can follow you home. <laughs> or New Orleans, so. for that matter. Well, then fuck Oklahoma and fuck <laughs> Oklahoma gambling, apparently. We're going to New Orleans. Uh, uh, and then I get- the I got two world class casinos within a two hour drive. I'm good. I've got a several, but you know, uh, for some reason we we can't do it in our own state. We just have to let the Native Americans do it. But whatever. Anyway, uh, our trio is uh, is listening to some jazz on the radio, of course, and and apparently it's God's favorite. And Tulip is protesting the uh, new destination. She obviously does not want to go to New Orleans for reasons we learned last. Last week, we we found out Jesse also hates New Orleans because of some family things, mm-hmm. some bad memories. The banter in the car is uh, always the good, funny stuff that we're quickly becoming accustomed to on this show. Uh, just, you could just watch these three in a car all for the whole hour. I yeah. mean, it's, it's always gold. We finally arrive in the Big Easy, and there are apparently 187 jazz clubs in the city, and Jesse means to visit them all. First one seems to be the jackpot, though, as he tells the bartender he's looking for God, all three of you, of course, and they are let down a dark hallway, out back to another guy who again confirms that they all want to see God, and they follow man number two through a kitchen in almost the kind of a Goodfellas type shot, and this came into my mind, the, the Goodfellas one shot that they did with yeah. Henry and Karen going into the club. Uh, down some winding stairs into a brick hallway adorned with some weird paintings and we get a knock on the door uh, brings the group to a shady room with an old man standing in front of a curtain now uh, since we're all a bunch of comic readers here for the most part and this is technically a DC comic adaptation my mind immediately went to holy shit it's Jack Kirby <laughs> anyone else? I, I don't know about that <laughs> Well, and as some of you may know, he basically played God in the Marvel Universe, at least once that I know of. He resurrected Ben Grimm. Yeah. uh, So I figured the writers uh, were showing their comic nerd creds a bit. He looked a little like Kirby, didn't he? (laughs) Uh, You know, I didn't catch that, and and usually I I catch stuff like that. But, uh, hmm. I thought he looked a little like Kirby. I don't know. 
That's how I would have wrote it anyway. <laughs> uh, of course, that would be too unquote, uh, quote unquote normal for this show. Uh, yeah. You know, this guy being God, because we're almost, you know, led to think that this little old man is God. So the curtain is drawn back to presumably show us the real God, which appears to be a man in a very fucking creepy Dalmatian suit, mm. with which we've seen in some of the trailers, with a woman holding his leash and a sign reminding us to please keep the semen away from the fur. Always important. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they turned stick. up the ick factor in this, this this episode. Yeah. Sound advice. And who else got like a shining vibe from this too? The, oh absolutely. The guy in the dog suit and the shining. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, they know how to pull my triggers in this in this show. I was just waiting for somebody to ask him to wake up the gimp. Yeah, or that. Yeah, uh, that, my, my mind tends to go a little more old school in these references. Uh, so it's eighteen hundred to watch, four thousand to play, and twelve thousand for doggy style. And Jack Kirby also <laughs> offers up a platter of various toys and presumably dog treats to select from. And of course, our <laughs> yeah. good buddy Cassidy starts to get some money out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to pay the man. What the hell are you doing? Trying to pay the man, you know. <laughs> and uh, Jesse tells him he doesn't want this. That they're looking for the real god, the god god. And Dog God uh, grunts at them, and a uh, close-up of his face reveals that there might not really be anything behind the mask. So, hmm. And, I just and, wanted to hear Cassidy say, I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I don't want to spoil it for non-comic readers, but this this could have been a reference to something that goes on in the comics, um, which yeah. you know, I'm thinking we'll, we'll find out is possibly the case. Uh, and God bless them if they do. I, if they have the stones to go there, uh. <laughs> we gotta see the Jesus decide anyway. It's gotta be some iteration of him coming yeah. up. <laughs> so the trio is ushered out, being called freaks because they don't want to have freaky, weird dog costume sex. I'm back out into the Bourbon Street crowd. Tulip is clearly worried that someone might see her, and she tells Jesse she isn't feeling well and is going to go lay down. They part, and she asks Jesse until the end of the world, right? And Cassie says he needs to. Cassidy says he needs to meet up with Dennis, uh, the guy that they're staying with. So Jesse continues the search by himself. But uh, kind of a yeah, foreshadowing maybe goodbye from from Tulip there too. If you've read the comics. <laughs> So Cassidy, uh, well, actually, Jesse gets harassed uh, at another bar for being a preacher that walked into a bar, of course, because you can't leave <laughs> that door unopened. No. <laughs> and ends up breaking someone's face with a fancy drink glass. Cass and Tulip are walking to Dennis's house, and he's pressing her for answers about her mysterious pursuers, but she's not given any answers. But she is stopped on the uh, street by an old friend, Mrs. Bob Ray, who recognizes her and invites her over for some exotic-sounding New Orleans dish that I really want to try. Um, <laughs> they arrive and meet Dennis, who only speaks French, and Cass and Tulip and I don't understand him. and They don't offer us any subtitles to help us out. No. <laughs> so, or I. No. So we don't know if Dennis understands Cassidy's reminder that they're going to stay with him. The old man leads them inside nonetheless. It's just kind of a very weird, awkward uh thing going on i'm sure i hope we'll learn more about the dennis cassidy relationship in the future 
as Jesse is leaving a bar, a woman uh, tells him that she knows where God is. Man dog in the basement. He's like, yeah, it went there already. Cassidy speaks to Dennis, who is pretty much just ignoring him completely and watching the Three Stooges. And uh, Cass presses Tulip again for the reason she is scared. Uh, a statement, not a question. And she comments her friend has probably already told Victor. So she says something about screwing over Victor, and now she's in his backyard, and she's just panicking. And Cassidy gets pissed that she's treating him like an Irish idiot, uh, idiot Irish sidekick, and uh, <laughs> demands that she tells him more and that uh, you know lets him help because he's got skill sets. Remember from mm. last, last episode. <laughs> The man's got skills. He's got he skills. Does. I don't know if it's going to involve speed balls this time, but he's got skills. <laughs> I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> in England, an American accent is not one of them. Heroin. <laughs> now, did y'all recognize Dennis? Uh, vaguely. I, what's, I have IMDb right here, but I mean, I've seen him. Che- in a chief engineer, the chief engineer of the Red October. Oh, oh no shit! Oh yeah, right. yeah, no shit. Yeah, all right. I mean, he's he's been in a lot of things over the years, but that's the one thing. It's like I saw him. Oh yeah, that's that's the engineer. But uh, I mean, he's been in a lot of stuff over the years. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Okay, so you see, I never looked. I didn't look it up, but I knew he was one of those character actor guys that I've seen in a million things. Um, I said hopefully we'll get some kind of story on him because he's, you know, hey. It's it's a little confusing right now why Cassidy yeah. knows this guy and why he suffers Cassidy's existence. Uh, well, they also haven't gone over exactly how old Cassidy is yet either. Well, he, that's he's, true. You know, he said it on a few occasions though. Has he? Yeah, he said he's like 137 or something. Okay. Like yeah. That must have been first season. Oh, I missed yeah. that too. <laughs> Uh, so Jesse is. Uh, we get a little uh, Jesse searching for God montage over some soft jazz, and he ends up at uh, closing time at one bar at least. And Jesse is woke up by a bartender. He puts on his coat and asks about God, and he's he's told to go talk to the singer at a particular club. And we get a nice little musical number as uh, Jesse watches the beautiful blonde singer that's on stage. At the bar, a man uh, immediately buys... Uh, a, did anyone catch her name? I think it's Laura, isn't it? I can't remember. I sorry. Yeah, I Laura, you're talking about you're talking about the gal. Well, yeah, Laura Featherstone. Okay, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, should, I knew the the Featherstone name at least. Um, but yeah, she gets a guy hitting on her, buying her a drink. Um, but his game fails miserably as he can't answer her trivia question with, with confidence. What is the capital of Florida? And he guesses right, but doesn't realize he's right. You know, so Jesse makes contact by pointing this out that Tallahassee is actually the capital. And she tells him about being referred by the bartender, or he tells her, I should have wrote, and she tells him to meet her outside and tosses a drink on him. Jesse notices her getting into a taxi, which quickly gets in a crash, and she's grabbed by some men in white suits in a white van. And Jesse stops the driver with a word and kicks the shit out of about half a dozen minions. Thought it was a really great um, fight scene. Yeah. While doing just karate shit, and Jesse's just plowing through him with, you know, old street fighting stuff. Good stuff. So he rescues the singer and introduces himself as they leave the scene. At her apartment, the babysitter is sent home, and she starts packing for her and her baby to get the hell out of Dodge. And she tells him that the uh, men in the white were basically a religious Illuminati-type group, 
Um, and she claims that uh, she was told by them about a guy who said that God was missing and that they wanted to silence him. He, of course, ended up dead, and she is distraught that they're now after her. She presses Jesse about how he made them stop, and he, he kind of spills the beans about the word, because it's always a good idea to tell people you have superpowers. She asks him for proof by making her try uh, to stop trying to kiss him, and he does. And Jesse puts the singer in a taxi to presumably escape for her safety. So he approaches another club and sees a poster that says, uh, Come see Angelville. Experience the magic of the bayou. All souls welcome. And this clearly gives Jesse some, you know, Pause. back anxiety. Uh, something going on with, with that for reasons I'm sure we'll find out down the road. Oh, can't wait. So they're just, just teasing us with comic foreshadowing left and right in this one. It's beautiful. He gets a call from Tulip who wants to talk, but she doesn't have much to say, and Jesse basically gets frustrated and ends the call. And she decides she needs to go for cigarettes, but she refuses Cassidy's offer of company. Back in hell briefly with Eugene, he finds his prison cell door is unlocked, so he exits into the hall to find that the all the cells basically are open. And one of his neighbors peeks out, a German man we might recognize, recognize named Adolf, because we're in hell. So, yes, Hitler is now on Preacher. Um, yeah. <laughs> and did, did you do you, did you recognize the actor playing Hitler? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I love I Noah Taylor. Noah Taylor no. is playing Hitler, which... Yeah, he played him before. He played him in the movie Max with John Cusack. Oh, I've never seen that one. And it, yeah, it, I, I mean, it's a, it's a, uh, an artfully done movie that is uh, regarded highly by the artistic crowd, and okay. not not by anyone else. Noah <laughs> Taylor is just highly regarded by me and anything I've seen him, and, and of course he's. He's in one of our favorite movies, Brian, Almost Famous. And that, that is my all-time favorite movie yeah. right there. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. yeah. So good to see Noah in anything, although it, you know, it's creepy seeing him as Hitler because I want to like him because he's Noah Taylor, but he's Hitler, so <laughs> I shouldn't. <laughs> now, the, the other lady that was in there, the one that told our space to stay put, um, that's Amy Hill. And she's like in everything. everything. Yeah. I mean, she is just everywhere. But she always plays that that character role, very unassuming, soft spoken. You know, I, I I just haven't seen her do something like this where she's supposed to be menacing. And yeah, yeah she is that lady in the school that scares the crap out of every kid. You know, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, she's been in a lot of like. Yeah, she's just one of the, another great character actor. Man, they're they're definitely not holding back and finding some really awesome and recognizable people for this show. Yeah, she's done a ton of TV and stuff. Um, holy crap! Yeah, I'm looking at her her list now. She's she's a steady working girl, that's for sure. Fucking hats off to her. Yep. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. You know, I, I know the stars get paid twenty million a movie and shit, but there's got something to be said for someone that just stays working steady for decades as an actor. You know? Working actors work. Right. That's yeah. what they do. Well, I mean, that's, that's and that's right. why, but that's why you're seeing more actors come down to TV series. Yeah, because yeah. you know the, the steady paycheck, it, uh, it it makes life pretty nice. Yeah, yeah one would think. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So our, uh, well, um, where are we here? In the jazz club, yep. Uh, Jesse is sitting next to a man who is really enjoying the show and begs for an encore. Uh, the band asks for a request, and Jesse says, a walk to the peak. 
That was jazz. the jam that they were listening to in the car earlier. Yeah, presumably God's favorite song, and we kind of maybe find out why. The jazz lover uh, compliments That's Jesse. That's a deep cut, man. Deep cut, daddy-o. Deep cut, yeah. <laughs> For, that track's 14 carat, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and our lounge singer gets into the white vans that was chasing her earlier, puts down the kid demanding a dog next time, and takes off her wig and sits down next to the bartender from earlier, and she tells him that Jesse's power is legit, and she's kicking it up to Samson unit. And we cut to a very white room, and we meet Hair K-Star. Uh, yeah. Who has a bunch of files on his desk, including one labeled pig, mysteriously enough. <laughs> so a walk to the peak continues to play, and Jesse and the jazz lover speak. Jesse mentions he's been listening to it a lot, trying to figure out what it means. And his music-loving friend says, can't you feel it, Daddy-O? It's the end of the world. And before I go on, show of hands, you know, verbal show of hands, it's, it's a podcast, but... This guy's fucking God, isn't he? <laughs> the guy uh, Jesse's right. sitting next to? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It, I, it's got to be. <laughs> well, yeah, again, Chris, you read the comic book, and you've read it recently, too, right? Um, I have. I usually read it once a year. I think I reread it last year, yeah. Most I think of it. If, if, if anybody's going to recognize it, because I know, Scott, you. It, I, I mean, you've been reading some recently, but it's been like... <laughs> A while since you read them, right? Well, yeah, I said I read it before the uh, the season last year, so it was a year. It's um, if it is God, it's definitely not. No, it's not how taking it's its cue comics, from the but, comics because no, honestly, uh, it, I guess we're gonna kind of throw some spoilers out here. God, you actually see God pretty darn early on in the comic, right? But for just not, a, a hot second, but not Jesse really. So it's. Uh, well, I'm just, I'm thinking the show. I just think that the show is going to throw it out there. That's like, yeah, you were sitting next to him, you know. When he finally meets him later on, they're going to, like, flash back and be like, yeah, I was right there, you fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> I just think they've played up the whole jazz, you know, God's a jazz lover. This is his favorite song, and, and this, you know, this clearly passionate jazz lover is just like, oh, yeah, that's the track, daddy Uh I just... Again, that's the way I'd write it. Seth Rogen, if you need my help on anything, I'm, I'm available. I have, a con- I have a confession. I've always hated that track. Really? Oh, yeah? <laughs> it didn't do much for me either. No, you know. I, 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 think, I think I saw Miles Davis play it on the Grammys mm-hmm. years and years ago, and I was just like, is he messing with us? Is he, really, jazz, is he really messing with yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, the thing is, I played jazz when I was in high school. Uh, you know, the, the just and and it just wasn't like that. And of course, uh, my 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 best friend, uh, his uncle's Arnett Coleman, who's a, a big time jazz player. Mm. And you know, most of the music actually had some form of melodical. Yeah, uh, you know, sense to it that I never ever got from this. And I mean, you know, you can say maybe I'm a, a philistine in that regard. Maybe I just don't get jazz, and that's fine. I've never gone out of my way for jazz. Uh, uh, me, you know, me too. I'm you know, so, I'm, I'm a more structured jazz fan. Which if it's blasphemy, it's blasphemy. It's what I like. And that's the thing is very <laughs> unstructured. Is very and, and that was the whole point of it. I, I'm, I'm assuming. 
But, uh, you know, I definitely would need somebody with more of a, an ear for jazz to explain that one to me because I never, ever got it. Well, I think the point of it in the context of this show is that it is so chaotic and it yeah. is the end of the world, maybe, you know. Um, but, yeah, I have to agree with you on that one as far as tastes go. I like, I like a little, I love jazz singers, basically, which is obviously a lot more structured. So uh, just to round up our episode here, Tulip gets her cigarettes out of a machine in a laundromat, which I don't even know if it's a friggin' thing anymore or not, but whatever. No, no. <laughs> I did not even in, uh, like, normal. Well, laundromats are a thing, yeah. Well, the, c- the cigarette uh, yeah. Cigarette machines have gone <laughs> the way of the phone booth, so. Yeah. yeah. But we're in kind of an alternate reality where people accept vampires, so I'm going to let it slide, you know. <laughs> uh... <laughs> So, yeah, she gets her smokes and is uh, instantly approached by a band of goons, and she's obviously terrified, probably really the first time we've kind of seen this emotion from her, and I think Ruth Nega really um, nailed it, just very subdued, but you could tell she's terrified that she's finally got caught, and Victor is told by phone, we got her. Endo episode. Yeah. This is, uh... Yeah, it's, uh... (laughs) They're playing with the the structure of the of the comics, and it's honestly not bothering me this season like it did in the, in the first season. Because uh, eventually they do make it to uh, Bourbon Street, yeah, in a, in a much different way in the comic, but um, making the whole you know the God's a a music lover, loves jazz, and and having that be the impetus to kind of weave uh, the search for God with tulips. Um, backstory a little bit yeah it was uh, it was an interesting way to do it let me let me ask you from the comics perspective was how did did they portray new orleans to be a little bit seedier than it was on the show because it really um, seemed cleaned up now of course you know they, there's been a lot of cleanup in that area after katrina but i think it was st- seedier on the show than it was in the comic Really? Yeah. And, 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 uh, we we got to have to remember the comic was early 90s, too, so it was probably a whole different New Orleans as well. Yeah, it, it never delves into, um, you know, man dogs and no, things like was, that. It's more like, yeah, there's a lot coming. of, it's like, well, it's hey. just like, oh, there's a lot of frat boys out here getting drunk and, yeah. yeah. I expect we'll be staying in New Orleans for a while. Huh? He's got, what, about 185 more jazz clubs to check out. Isn't the next episode called Dallas? Uh, number five. Next one is... Uh, oh, that's right. So right, right, right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, who knows? Uh, I don't even remember what happened at the end of the next episode already. I know what, did. I know what happened at the end of the next episode. That's how, oh, well, I remember who showed up, but that's how full of shit my brain is lately. Still trying to unfuck my life a bit, kids. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you this: When Hitler showed up, I mean, I guess you you already knew that no. Hitler was, was going to. You did no, they didn't. Not in the comics at all. We, no, because we didn't do the whole. They didn't do the whole Eugene and Hell line at all. In the no, comics. no, Eugene disappears for entirely different reasons, none of which are being commanded to go to hell. No, the Eugene arc is is way different. Um, yeah, um, but I imagine it's actually. I have a feeling it'll end up about the same place. It'll probably yeah. Judging by what yeah, it, it, there's <laughs> it, there's another route to get him to where he needs to be, and this is yeah. actually more of an interesting route. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, because yeah. hell is portrayed very differently in the comics as well. The hell in the comics is very much the grand guignol gothic yeah. uh, flames. Um, what Dante's Inferno. Of, Dante's uh, Inferno, yes. Yeah. Okay. Version of hell, not the... Um, Gray-walled bureaucracy, yeah, which is <laughs> which is in its in and of itself a fantastic representation of hell. And actually, I think it matches better almost um, than it does in the comics because heaven, you know, is basically portrayed the same way in the comics, and we're hinted that it's you know the same way in this too. That it's you know, yeah, it, it does. I do feel like it's going to rob me of one of my favorite moments from the comic, though, um, when the Saint of Killers dies in real life and is sent to hell and it starts snowing because there's somebody in hell worse than the devil. Right, yeah. Oh, man. So I I feel like we're going to get robbed of that because I remember reading that for the first time. I was like, oh, oh, that's awesome. I still think, we said it last year, though, too, that I I just, you know, obviously they're probably sitting around the writer's room and the planning board and being like, well, what can we do on our budget, we have to show hell somehow. Let's. I love the rewind aspect of it because that you know you look in enough religious texts and stuff, and you know there are as, there are versions of the afterlife that is just you know your life flashing before your eyes, basically the judgment thing and and seeing your sins and maybe have to relive your sins over yeah. and over or your worst day in the in this case uh, I think yeah your worst day your worst tuesday. day for perpetuity yeah, tuesday. It's, it's like tuesday i don't want to relive tuesday no but let me ask you though in in beth you please chime in on this um when you saw hitler there was there any doubt from the first moment that you saw him that that was adolf hitler or did you immediately go oh damn that's adolf hitler I immediately went, oh, damn, that's Adolf Hitler. And I don't want to spoil anything for the next podcast we're going to do, but I have a lot to say about the Hitler stuff in this show. (laughs) Yeah, it's... I I mean, it, it... uh, Ennis is Ennis is involved in the show. I mean, at least in the in a cursory fashion, he is producing it. So yeah. it's whatever they're running by him. He's probably just probably you know saying in a thick Irish accent, you know, go with it. Oh right, <laughs> yeah. uh, mad bastard that he is. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you're going to really shock him. <laughs> like <laughs> no, and and honestly, if they did a one to one like the comics, then it you know it it would lack a little bit of the you know like I'm surprised buy stuff on the show because it's not doing a one-for-one translation yeah well and they just they're making it more of an ensemble piece this way too and i think it's awesome to have these parallel stories that they're going to visit and uh this is a this is a good one how can you know just let just put noah taylor on screen let him choose scenery and we get a lot of that next episode so Although, as I said, I'm, I'm torn by Noah Taylor, one of my favorite actors, playing Hitler. He's played some pretty evil people in other movies I liked him in, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of awkward. It's, it's, a, it's a brave <laughs> and, I don't know, if necessarily, you know, uh, a smart move. I don't know. As I said, next episode I, was a little cringeworthy in places that they're using him as much as they are. But I think Seth Rogen is Jewish, if I'm not mistaken. And so I guess I thought so, so too. If it's cool yes, with yes. Him, I guess it can be cool with me. <laughs> well, I mean, the man's been dead for seventy years. I think right. now, anytime Hitler does show up, it is as the butt of a joke mm-hmm. in some respects. 
Yeah, well, you and know, of course, hey. babe, I knew that that was Hitler. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, my point is, is that, the you know, just Noah Taylor, the way he held himself, the way he stood there, there is no doubt. You know, I, I think that pretty much any viewer watching the show goes, it's Hitler. Mm-hmm. You know, there yeah. were. Oh, Yeah. It, well, it was hell. What, what better representation of the denizens of hell if you're not going to have like CGI demons than having Hitler show up? Right. True. True. And you know, was it you were asking if the Asian guy was Genghis Khan? Yeah, I thought. Yeah, it that's was. what I assumed too. Yeah, that wasn't until next episode though. Oh. That My bad. Back up. Their, that they all come out of their rooms. Yeah, because yeah. we're gonna have to pick over that. I'm gonna have to find a website that that names all those people in the next episode because there's a lot of them, there's a lot of peripheral characters we meet. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I, I don't feel like this comic reader should talk anymore. What do you What do you guys feel about this episode and where the show is going? What were your thoughts on the first two episodes? Did this uh? Satisfying your your preacher Jones after being away for so oh, long. Oh hell yeah, it was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, the whole in the um, very first episode, the whole guts off the car. I just, <laughs> I mean, the, they had guts just to do it. That was awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything is so witty, and they are just so on point with doing things so tastefully oh should i even say that yeah. they're just not <laughs> no but it's not. that's what makes it so great if this show gets tasteful that's when i stop watching right well, i mean that's that's <laughs> that's the magic act that the comic actually managed to pull off too was it was black as night but also really funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's one of those shows, like, well, not even more so than Walking Dead, because you're laughing at stuff in this. So it's like, I know how horrible a person am I that I just found humor in that, you know, constantly I, while watching right? this. <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, okay, I must be some sort of fucked up to have enjoyed that. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, that's. I'm yeah, the, the, that there are other fucked up people making stuff for fucked up people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it kind of seems to be the the way the world is gone, you know. So either uh, yeah, you have to laugh at the tragedy or go insane. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's one of those things like it's life like real life. You know, not everything is sad all the time and not everything is happy all the time there right. can be horrible stuff happening and there's still you know life and humor going on no kidding I, th- I think the best example of that was the uh in in the, the episode where they were in las vegas the uh, the whole ganesh storyline yeah and uh when cassidy you know pulls out his wares and <laughs> kills him the first time just the, oh, yeah. I I mean I was just I I, I just knew it was going to happen I was laughing my butt off the whole time but but still you know we get the sucker shot at the end which it couldn't have gone any other way but we would have liked to have seen you know Cassie to have given this guy you know the epiphany beyond all all existence yeah and really all they got him was uh you know uh, not even a head start on the saint Right. No, yeah, that was like a, a spit my coffee out, you know, scene right there that is like 
Like I said, yeah, knowing the circumstances, you knew that uh, an overdose is probably coming somewhere in yeah. there, but you didn't right? expect it to be just the first one. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I got, to, right. <laughs> I, I got to the point where I could not look at him without without laughing at Fior, without laughing. Um, but there was one moment there, though, that, that it, it kind of distracted me, but not because of of uh, anything bad with it. Uh, when when they're sitting there and the kid comes into the dressing room to see him, yeah. you know, he's got that con- contractually obligated moment where he's got to give the kid a moment. It reminded me of a story that uh, someone had told us recently about a very uh, certain actor. And I, I'm, I'm going to not say out any names because they really can't. Um, they weren't supposed to reveal any names. Fair enough. All right. But, tell us uh, the camera later, though. But, you know, basically the Make-A-Wish Foundation or, you know, one of those things um, had a, a you know, thing with this actor. This actor is supposed to come in and spend the day with this with this kid. You know, basically mm-hmm. it's like a dying kid. And, you know, the actor – basically the, his people made it a living hell. Yeah. For everyone else except for that kid, nobody can look at him in the eye. Nobody, you know, nobody, you, know, you can't talk to him. You can't address him. Oh Jesus! And you know, just this just, is so true. This did happen. We met an individual who was there that day. She worked there. Yeah. And they had so many rules laid on them oh, that geez. they did not get to enjoy. Yeah, even. it was. It was just, you know, the kid got the got got the thing, got the exact amount of time they were supposed to get. Boom, out. Yeah, you know, if you're gonna it, offer your time to the Make a Wish Foundation, do it because you want to do exactly. it. Exactly. I mean, what I you think it's gonna improve your brand? Fuck you as a person. Then sorry, but yeah, I I totally agree with that. it. It pissed me off because, you know, it's like okay, this is not an acting gig, asshole. This yeah. is where you're supposed to go over there and do it because this kid really thinks you're something special. Right. He he's he looks up to getting to have an opportunity to meet you. Don't be a yeah. fucking asshole, mm. you know? And and yeah. he was that way to everyone else except the kid. You know, the kid has he doesn't know who he is outside of that. He had a great time and all that. Yep. But if he were really to know what happened, he, he'd be so damn disappointed in, yeah. in who he wanted to meet as his, you know, wish. Yeah. Ugh. That's just so fucked up. Yep. Yeah. As, uh, I think it was, who was it? There was some famous basketball player once that, you know, said, hey, you know, screw this. I'm not a role model. That was Charles Barkley. Okay, that's right. Bullcrap. Yeah. Bull crap. Well, I mean, yeah. If no, that's fine. If you if you just want to take that position, that's fine. But as Chris said, don't fucking sign up for, to do the the friendly face shit. Then yeah, don't know? do charity work if <laughs> if you don't if it's not in your heart to do it. Don't do it. Right. Just don't do it. Because when someone views you as a hero, man, you can fuck someone up if you don't end up living up to that. And that it's, is not, so the true. thing is, if you're gonna do anything, anything that that puts you in the public eye, and I don't care if it's acting, being in sports, government, whatever. If you're gonna be, you know, out there in front of the people and doing stuff that's got people talking about you, you 
become a role model. You have to accept that. Yeah. You can't just you can't just sit there and say, I'm not a role model. Don't look to me because someone is going to look to you. Oh, and, yeah, absolutely. That's just my, my opinion. I'll shut it up now. No, that's why I decided <laughs> never to become famous because I was, you know, just m- meteoric, uh, moderately famous in my hometown as a DJ. And but you know, I I was I was liked because I knew rock and roll trivia and I, I drank with my listeners, and so I didn't have any real image to uphold there. <laughs> uh, yeah, if it's anyone was looking to base their uncle. life on me, then that. That's on them. They they really should have picked a better role model. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if 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 you have the the luxury of having been given uh, some sort of career where you don't really have to work a quote unquote real job per se, um, right? And you and you feel like you should be giving back time to somebody else. You know, great. That's great. But you know, she's yeah. like just just flat up just flat out refuse to do it if you're not if it's not in your brain or your heart to do it man right but i'm sure yeah. they they're being pulled eight different ways and with agents and shit saying oh you got to do this for your career you know? yeah at the end of the day though if you tell your agent uh i absolutely have no desire to do this i hate kids especially dying kids and i don't want any part right. of it they're not going to make you do it you i would know? hope not because i mean particularly in the internet world today and I'd say the odds of uh, this kid um, listening to our podcast and figuring it out from our cryptic messages here, you know, we'll we'll figure out that his his make a wish guy wasn't uh, you know wasn't a hero, but uh, maybe his parents will someday, or maybe somebody you know somebody could find out if you guys found out and and get that back to people, and not just that kid who may or may not be still with us. I don't know, um, but. Yeah, it's it's foolish. If you're going to damage your brand more by being exposed as an asshole than by just being an asshole from the get go and not doing stuff like that. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Ina Garten from uh, Food Network. She flat out refused to make Make a Wish several times for the same uh, kid that same kid wanted to cook with her, and she's just like, nope. <laughs> but you know what? She yeah, flat no. out said no right away. Better so than doing it half assed and yeah, having to be a. I, I still don't get that whole you cannot look at the celebrity in the eyes like go fuck yourself exactly <laughs> Yeah, I would have just stared him down okay I, <laughs> I would have been all up like, in his face gonna fucking sue my eyeballs here come on <laughs> go right? fuck yourself so. oh what are you gonna do write me up ooh <laughs> I don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, but then I'm a bitch that way, so I don't know. I I have no tolerance for fake people. That's that's just the way I am. Well, that was quite a tangent. Sorry. Uh, No, it's a good tangent. (laughs) Yeah. Tangent. Uh, But, I mean, it was triggered by the show. It was triggered by Fior. Yeah, no. and, 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 I mean, he nailed that moment so perfectly that yeah. you know it's like that's what that's what it, it, it kind of took me out of the show a little bit but fortunately it wasn't at a point that was terribly important right and well it was not yeah i think it was designed to take you out of the show i think it was just designed to nail that point down that you know these these hard-working celebrities just just want to fucking really put their feet up and you know. <laughs> well, also, I think to show the point that um, he's an angel. Now he's stuck on Earth, <laughs> yeah. doing doing magic. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, you know, I was kind of wondering if um, the fact that he got put in hell and he never should have uh, uh, our space 
ended up in hell and he never should have been there if him being there isn't going to start to make shit happen where well they kind of touch on that the next episode don't they quite a bit and yeah where they kind of is he gonna you know change things where he's making people good or uh or is he gonna go bad make them have remorse or basically pointing out the institutionalization of it yeah, maybe, but, but yeah, I guess well, that's that a conversation for next week. Way that's a con- definitely yeah. a conversation for next week. Yeah, no, I think we're gonna. I think it's hinted either it's him being there or maybe it's the absence of God that's fucking things up in hell too. Because oh, that's uh, true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, of course. What, yeah. I think they what, might have played with that in the comics a little too. It, it definitely yeah. screws up things in heaven. But what I what I was surprised by was the introduction of the uh, secret society so quickly. Um, but again, this show is kind of playing by its own rules, and it's like you know what? It's a nice little way to introduce it. I, you know, it's just enough of a tease for us as the viewer. Yeah. And Jesse hasn't quite, you know, so now he's got something else that he's trying to figure out. And they take a break from it. We don't go right into the Grail stuff, you know, next episode, and 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 that society, and you know, uh, Samson Unit and Hair Star. We we just get our nice little glimpse of them, and yeah. Well, just to let you know he's coming. Yeah, uh, and I, I don't. I need to see the actor they got for him, but he looked fucking awesome. Yes, he did. <laughs> it, it almost reminded me of Matt Frewer for a second. I'm like, is that Matt Frewer? But like, there's no way. Yeah, it was disconcerting uh, hearing his voice on that Castlevania cartoon that just got released. I was like, oh, that's totally Matt Frewer. Oh, is it Frewer's on there? He's the yeah. He's a he's a uh, like a cardinal. A bishop. Right. Well, this guy is Pip Torrens, apparently. Um, Never heard of him. Yeah, he was in uh, in Force Awakens, Pride and Prejudice. My, he's he's a Brit, British actor, apparently. He's doing a lot of British TV, apparently. Okay. Grandchester, The Crown, uh, Midsummer Murders. Yeah, a bunch of BBC stuff. War and Peace TV miniseries was Colonel Kaplan in The Force Awakens. <laughs> couldn't um, couldn't place him. <laughs> Sounds like he was with the first order. Yeah, probably. Wait, Lauren Order has a UK division? Apparently, yeah. Um, What? Yeah, well, this guy's been a busy character actor, too, and now he's our hair star, so he he has walked himself into a job in in popular culture that he probably doesn't even realize (laughs) how popular he might become because of this, because uh, hair star is pretty much... uh, you know, that's uh, that's Preacher 101 right there. Right. So you guys are going to have a lot of fun, you non-comica readers. So tell me, is the, <laughs> so is the show pretty much true to the comic book, or, or they, they do they... They the whole stuff in this one, yeah. Uh, yeah, in very broad strokes, but it's... I think this episode was to let us know, it's like, yeah, we got your back, comic fans, because that's the way I felt after watching it. Yeah, about it's, you, hero. <laughs> it's um, it's definitely t- it's taking all the stuff that's in the book, but it's um, chopping it up and rearranging it so that it's not just you know. So if you read all seventy-two issues or whatever it was, you there's a reason for you to watch because it's not the same exact story. Yeah, it's it's the Walking Dead formula. You know, it's like we know the, the source right. material is out there, but we're going to shake it up just enough to keep it fresh. Exactly. Okay. Well, I've, been, I've been enjoying every minute of the season. I have too. Oh my gosh, have I? 
I just love sitting here and we're watching some absurd scene just happen. And my husband and I look at each other or we call it just because it's so out there. You can't imagine them possibly do it. And there they go. They're doing it. Yeah. And my husband and I are, you know, just pumping fists and, you know, um, we're, we're just like, yeah, that was hilarious. That was awesome. Yeah, that's why you guys, you know, have an advantage over us comic readers, I think. And with, like, The Walking Dead, too, is that, you know, you get those jaw. We're, we're going to be, me and Hero are going to be lamenting, you know, moments that they don't go for that are in the comics. But you guys are just right. jawed on the floor the whole time. I, I am, too, with this show. But, I mean, you know, it's just like... You know, me and Hero are going to have those kernels in our brain that are be like, will they, will they, will they? And they probably won't on some of them, and they already haven't on some of them. But I'm still that because that's when I Preacher was like the first comic that I think I read that was you know like one of the new non superhero comic when I first discovered like indie comics. Well, not that Vertigo is indie, but adult comics, you know. And yeah. I just every page was just like I can't believe I'm reading this in print that's supposed to be a comic book. <laughs> so, you know, I can't yeah. believe what they're bringing to the screen for me. Uh, yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. yeah, you know, you know, and I'll say this too. Um, you know, the characters. Well, Cassidy is is one of those characters that he he kills me every time. He, just when he starts talking, yeah. Because he, there's always, you know, he's always got his odd angle about things, and it's hilarious every time you see the wheel start turning in his head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They just. I love the little cultural references they're just writing for him to pontificate on. You know. Yeah, and then and then Tulip. Um, you know, I know that in the comic, Tulip's like blonde hair woman, right? Yeah. A white blonde hair woman. You know, I, I, you know, I just can't see anybody but Ruth Nega playing that. No, and, I mean, and and I'll, I'll tell you, they got they hit the lottery when they got her. Boy, no kidding! She I is by far so the most glad. talented. She's the most talented person on that show, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And with her background, you know, she's Ethiopian and Irish. And with that background, you know, she can pass for virtually any race on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. So. No kidding. Yeah, it's Just, one of those things that there's no requirement that Tulip needs to be a blonde-haired woman, you know? So right. I mean, it was, it's one of those things that I'm, I'm very glad to see that I haven't re- read a lot of, like, fan outrage about it, because most the fans that do that kind of shit are assholes. So. I don't think anybody that reads Preacher no, it's, is no. going to have that kind of sensitivity. <laughs> no, no, I don't think no. so if either. You, if you are sensitive about anything, you really shouldn't be reading Preacher at all. <laughs> or watching it. Or yeah. watching it, yeah. yeah. Now, now, Scott, in, in regards to seeing something in print, um, there is now a website out there that is the entire Warren Publishing Archive. Ooh. So if you liked Vampirilla, Creepy, 1984, oh, 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 yeah. all that yeah. stuff, it is now all out there on the web. I'll, say, I'll shoot you the link. Yeah, cool. Excellent. Throw it in the uh, Weekly Heroics page, too, if you can, uh, for our, our readers. We have a Facebook page, by the way. Well, I'll, I'll give it to you. You can do with it as you will. All right, cool. Yeah, so, uh, man, we're steaming full ahead in this, this season, and I'm loving it. So. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> Now, yeah, just uh, yeah. how many episodes any- are they doing? I'm sorry. It's a it's a 13 episode season, so they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna take any large break or anything. They'll probably steam right through them. Yeah, 
got to get it all done before the major network shows come back in the fall. Yeah, but they're, man, they're already stuffing a lot of story into this season, so I expect yeah. PC and, and I think it's already been greenlit, maybe for three. I don't know. I don't quote me on I that. Think, I think they greenlit three in se- during season one. But Beth, maybe. what were you saying? What were you saying, Beth? Well, I was just saying, uh, now what's uh, Tulip, what's her real name? Ruth Mega, N-E-G-G-A. Ruth Mega, okay. So, so she was the character on S.H.I.E.L.D. And, yep. yeah. you know, I really feel that they didn't air her enough on S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, no, when they she didn't. came on Preacher and she showed she had so much talent, I was like, damn, they wasted her acting ability on S.H.I.E.L.D. Because, man, does, well, she is smoking hot. <laughs> and beauty one yeah. and two she's just got the capability to get you to buy in to her being this almost like a stature in chihuahua like you know but right, yet yeah, she but... just doesn't have a problem whipping your ass no, and no, putting she's... you in your place and i just love that about her but then well, again, the girl I love the girl women. in the yeah, the girl in the flower dress and uh, yeah. two, of, two very right? characters. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Porcupine. Uh, but you know they could have yeah, wrote lady. they could have wrote the woman on uh, it, you know the woman in the flower dress on on the Agents of Shield so much more badass than what she was playing instead of just walking around trying to hide her face at some point. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. This this is this is golden. And I was then, more of a fan of human Ruth than than porcupine Ruth. That's that's for sure. Well, she was saddled with the. <laughs> that with was the a olive. huge mistake. Well, that's why she didn't last long in that form. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, she was kind of saddled with being the idealistic true believer in yeah. that. So when yeah, it's, it doesn't really leave you a lot to work with. You know, no, she could have really cared more less. The the murdery anarchist so yes here she's uh, <laughs> here she's complicated yeah yeah believe she's a woman yeah. oh <laughs> well you know that's how we are every day so yeah true to what what i'm seeing on tv and i just love every minute of it <laughs> yeah i'm thinking you know without spoiling anything from the comics that they're they're gonna do the the tulip thing pretty quickly and and have the big g-man show up um I think they'll go right with that because it'll shock the shit out of some TV viewers. I know that. Oh yeah. Well, I mean the whole the whole Angelville story, like I, I've said before, this is my favorite chunk of the book. So if they if they get anywhere near the um, highs of that particular portion of the comic, I will be very very happy because it is super intense and. I, I I don't want to spoil anything for the non comics readers. Please don't. Yeah. yeah. There's such a ah, man. There's there's a, a a fist pump moment during that storyline where it's just pure catharsis and like <laughs> it, I can I can I I know the panel. I know the page. I know I have every line of the artwork memorized because of how amazing it is. So yeah. If Man, I look forward to that. that. If it comes uh, anywhere close, it. I'll be very happy. I'm feeling, man, I, I mean, both, I think it's Sam Caitlin maybe and Seth Rogen that do this, and they're both, like, just 
huge, you know, self-identified preacher fans. So I, I, I trust them to, they've definitely kept the spirit of things going in this. And even though they're not going to be able to do every story beat, I think they're, they're doing a great job of just giving new viewers, you know, new people of the preacher universe, a great ride. So that's yeah. the most important thing. If this show makes people go back and find the comics even better and, Hopefully yeah. that's what'll happen. Yeah, I mean if yeah. if you're if you're in though for this show at this point and you've never read the comics, just hold off because yeah, yeah, it's kind just, of like the Game of Thrones. Yeah, just, just like, go yeah. along for the ride. When it's all said and done, go back and get the the nine trades and and read them. You guys yeah, do realize? You no, know, like- I was doing that with The Walking Dead. I was reading. I, I picked up the first book for the first in the first season and I was getting ahead of what was happening and I was like wait a minute this is not going to be good for me because I know what's going to happen and it's just going to take away the joy of me just enjoying it and if they don't do it it's going to upset me so I'll just hold off so now I'm just waiting patiently waiting of course i can go on and read a few of them now just because those seasons are done but you know i kind of want to do the same thing i I don't think you can because what's coming well no not just that but you know the thing is like with the walking dead um there are people that have survived in walking dead that died long ago in the book Mm -hmm. and you know the, the the if if they sit there and show how the person died, even way back then, it's going to give you this feeling now. You see a person I'll, – I'll use this as an example. Spoiler, Carol. Carol died years ago you know, in, in, the, in the book. And uh, I, I don't know the, the circumstances surrounding that. But if Carol were to be put in a situation like that, that you've read the book, it's going to freak you out every time. I mean yeah, I, knew, I knew how Glenn died. Yeah, you know? they're, they're learning and a great. There's a formula to do this with with adaptations. American yeah. Gods is doing it very well. This show is doing it very well. Walking Dead needs some work sometimes. Um, yeah, this right. Game I of Thrones the, has nailed it. <laughs> yeah, well, I watched the first couple episodes of uh, American Gods, and I'm just like, yes. So, but I haven't had a chance to go back and and finish. I don't even know where they're at in the season. I just know what I saw I liked, and I wanted to keep yeah. watching it. I've only watched, I think, three episodes so far in. Well, we have to get you on that podcast, too. Yeah, so yeah. far, I'm <laughs> loving that. Yeah, i got to get caught up as well. <laughs> and I, I, I hate to bring this up right now, but someone had mentioned Game of Thrones earlier. Um, you guys do realize that Game of Thrones starts Sunday night, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. You're going to record yes. Sunday night? Oh yeah, he's all after watching. I don't have HBO at home, so I'm going to be waiting until I'm on vacation, and I'll be watching episodes one and two the Monday after the second episode airs, so I get a little mini binge watch. Well, aren't you recording, honey? Sunday night. Sunday yeah. night. It looks you, you've committed us all to recording Sunday night. Yeah, we're doing uh, Spider Man. Well, we're doing Spider Man, and I know that uh, we've got DVR, so I'm I'm okay as long That's as you I'm don't saying. get on yeah. internet, Brian. Don't get on the internet. After that, get on that there internet, man. <laughs> <laughs> was, that, that, was, that, was that Boomhauer there? Sorry, uh, a little, oh little bit God, of Boomhauer. Good Boomhauer. <laughs> uh, I prefer Hank Hill. You see, with propane, you taste the meat, not the heat. <laughs> <laughs> nice. King of the Hill is one of the most underrated 
sitcoms of all time. I always love that one. My stepson is actually Bobby Hill. (laughs) (laughs) No, when that, I'm not even shitting. When that first came out, my stepson was about the same age as Bobby, and he was a fucking clone. It was like somebody drew him for the show. (laughs) It's kind of scary, actually. (laughs) I have a friend who, when I first met his son, sounded... Just like Bobby when he talked. Yeah, well, mine did too because he was from he lived in Florida for most of his life. So. <laughs> but now the guy's an actor, and every time I walk into Sam's Club, they got a picture of him up there. He's a model and actor, and so they got a picture of him there, like a, as a pharmacist. And of course, he looks nothing like that, that anymore. True. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. Anyway, but that's a, another tangent we took. But uh, I mean. Do we have anything else to say on the show? Not much, except, uh, yeah. Um, you can email us at weeklyheroics at yahoo.com. Patrick Delmore, we know you want to get on a preacher cast. We'll make that happen eventually. Um, he's still working out some some Skype issues. Uh, as usual, we've got um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and some DC stuff coming back eventually. Yes, yes. We have <laughs> not abandoned it. Putting these just so much. new shows out, man. We figured we might as well cover Well, we got to get cracking because we got, what, uh, an X-Men t- TV show, Cloak and Dagger. Um, yeah. New Warriors is right around the corner. Defenders, New Warriors. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah we just, uh, news, they just cast Squirrel Girl. The AT&T girl is Squirrel Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Perfect casting. So Nailed. So I'm going to have to have many conflicted feelings about that show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, and watch the episode several times over. Um, yeah, because she's cute. And I, now I have an excuse to look at her tail a lot. So I'm Tail? I'm what huge. about the rack? <laughs> I mean, that's... I know, downplay the rack. No. Oh, oh, yeah. How okay, is it? Now, now let's, let's take a... I'm trying a to keep my to... sexism to one area of the body tonight. Yeah, yeah y'all, y'all know that the, the Emmy, Emmy nominations came out, uh, I think, today. Mm-hmm. And, of course, none of the shows that we've talked about tonight have gotten nominations except, I think, uh, Game of Thrones. No, I don't, I don't even think Game Stranger of Thrones. Stranger Things got a nod. Stranger Things Yeah, did, Stranger Things um, got a nod. Westworld got a serious uh, number of, of nods. Yeah, Handmaid's uh, Tale did, too. Uh, yeah. I'm good, glad to see. Uh, actually, I just read a story, and I haven't watched any of these, but the... Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. web series. They did some web shorts with Yo-Yo as, like, the protagonist. And that got some Emmy noms for, like, short, you know, short really? drama. Really? I didn't know those existed. Yeah, well, I, I've read about them before and just never gotten around to, to viewing them. And I'm, I'm assuming maybe they're, like, on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. main page or ABC's main page or something. Um, but apparently those are worth checking out if they're getting nominated yeah. for Emmys and shit. But, right. but you know, as, as far as, as, as all that goes, I was, was going to say there's two shows that, of course, uh, now I'm, I'm planning on binge-watching Stranger Things here sometime soon because all of y'all have just been really talking it up. And, yeah. I tried to make, tell you, but I know, no, I believe, go but ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll oh, my God, this, I though. loved it. There's three shows I want to mention. The Night Up. It was an HBO miniseries. It's, it is a fantastic show. If yeah. you haven't watched um, Westworld, also a fantastic show. Yeah, uh, you watch that every episode. And then, if you have not watched This Is Us, you have no heart, and you need to die now. Okay, well, I, I didn't, <laughs> did not know it was a thing, man. So it's uh, I, <laughs> I've I've managed to catch a couple of episodes. Um, it's 
for a major network primetime drama, it's it's actually really good from you know what I've actually watched of it. It's it's very real. It Look is. It's awesome, uh, Scott. It basically uh, one thing the I'll say first, to you is just is watch this the thing. first episode. That's all I ask. Watch the first one and see what you think, and then let me know. Yeah, okay. but. You know, the thing is, whenever you've got a show where they can use Cat Stevens and Crosby, Stills, Nash and & Young, and, 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 and basically you could use the entire Almost Famous soundtrack uh, in nice. there, in there, and, it, it, you know, it just makes perfect use of them when they put it in there, too. Um, but it, it, it is modern day. It is back in the past, and it is uh, just a really, really good series. Um, and a lot of a lot of nominations. Doc, babe, out. you make me feel good about myself that I made you watch it, and you're talking about it like it's uh, you know. All right, so here's the thing: if you haven't watched it and you need a reason to watch it, um, we have the Smallville version of uh, Green Arrow on it. We have yep. uh, Justin Hartley. Yeah, yeah, we have Justin okay. Hartley on it. We have Taserface on it. AT&T uh, girls on AT&T, it. The AT&T hey, girls on it. Peter Petrelli from Heroes. And oh, all right. And Milo, uh, Milo Ventimiglia. Milo, Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah, Milo is in it. And um, oh, the last connection. Um, the old guy on um, uh, uh, Luke Cage that's always playing chess. He's oh, also right, on. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So there you go. You had me, Cat Stevens. So yeah. Well, I've okay. been introducing my son to Cat Stevens. Why would you do such a thing? Because ah. he the, gets the, it. The music, the music of Cat Don't Stevens. Listen to this metal Not the head. philosophy. There's no music. <laughs> oh, I know plenty. Of, I, look, hey man, I you, you put on my iPod. It's going to go from Huey Lewis to Rod Stewart to Slayer, and then you know cycle back around to you know Johnny Cash. So <laughs> they actually have never an episode. Got, never got into the cat. Huh? They actually have an episode titled Moon Shadow. Yeah, sweet. Ooh. Ooh. I'm being followed by the moon shadow. Yeah. Moon <laughs> shadow, moon shadow. <laughs> Gotta have that, you know, wavering voice to do little Cat Stevens stuff. Uh, I wish I had to sing that one in, in high school chorus. That's the only... We had a hippie uh, chorus teacher. So it was kind of cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you you should sit down and watch that. And uh, anyway, that's uh, you know that's all I got tonight. Always happy for recommendations, even for non-comic related shows. Oh, but uh, actually, there there is oh. one other thing. Beth and I, Beth and I are talking about, and it, it all hinges on the first episode of uh, maybe doing our own little show, unless you guys want to participate on Gifted. And if, yeah. Yeah, that's the new Fox show, and yes. it's I wouldn't be opposed to farming that out to another podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I'm not sure. If, I don't know. Uh, I, I haven't been impressed by the trailers on that one, so I don't know if I, I'm even gonna really like it. I, you know, I'm not a big fan of the Singer X universe, so I don't know. And he seems yeah, they, but you know, how much is it really gonna touch on that? Probably not. So. Who knows? He's got his hand. He's got his fingerprints all over it. So I don't know. It's, yeah. Well, the other thing Fox needs to do far. is, if a show doesn't do super great the first year, give it a second season so that people get a chance to watch it. You know, wouldn't hurt. Right. Fire, yeah. Firefly. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> right. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, that's so many of their early shows were on because they, that was the only programming they had. You, you know? know, Firefly is why we're married. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I Firefly is, test. Yeah, uh, true story. True story. I, I mean, we were we were we'd started dating. And uh, we were seeing a lot of each other, and we spent a weekend binge-watching Firefly. Now, before she had met me, she wasn't – she didn't look at anything science fiction or fantasy or whatever. I mean, our first first actual date, uh, 4th of July, 2000 – was it 2004? Spider-Man 2. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And – but, you know, I I cooked her some rotini, you know. Superhero movie right there. Yeah. Yeah, but um, a couple couple weeks later, yeah, we did a, a binge watch of Firefly, and then of course Serenity came out uh, m- much later. And the thing was, is that you know I'd been through a divorce, and I was not really trusting of of any woman that was you know giving me attention. And it's not the Woody Allen thing, you know. <laughs> I, would, I, I should hope you know, not. There's a whole. You know, <laughs> No, 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 no. What do you mean by the Woody Allen line was? I'd never join a club that would accept a guy like me. Like me as a member, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know, but the thing was, is like, you know, when a woman's showing interest in the thing, my my first wife showed a lot of interest in the things that I liked up until the point when we got married. Then she uh, treated him with loathing and derision, yeah, and yeah. and so you know, it, it it made it very hard for me to trust a woman as far as all that goes and you can see who's faking and whatnot but we went and saw serenity uh, in the theater and um you know if you haven't seen it by now i'm sorry i'm gonna throw the spoiler out there uh when they come when they come across the scene where they find shepherd book yeah uh dying uh she was blubbering like a child Oh, yeah. And I was like, "Wow, she!" Yeah, you know, that was yes, that moment. Yes, because that I got attached to the characters. I yeah. couldn't help it. I fell in love with the show. Yeah, and and I don't know. I he kept asking me over and over, "Did you like the show? Did you like the show?" I mean, like all the time, did I like the show? <laughs> and I kept saying, "Yes." I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to tell you something, and I will tell you if I don't like something. I have no reason. To, to lie to you. That yeah. show is literally a litmus test for me in relationships now. <laughs> ah, well, I've actually no. just started seeing somebody new, kind of, and I've already given her the you have to watch Firefly with me line just so I can see if you're my people or not. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and, and she's willing, so, you know, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty pathetic, isn't it? But... <laughs> I don't know. That's just kind of show it is, though. It's like if if you get that, you're just you know you're kind of a certain personality type. So why not you know watch yeah. that with your partner, potential partner, and right? see if they quote unquote get it to look. Uh, it worked for us. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And hey, hey. Uh, anyway, uh, going back to the 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 talk about the gifted, uh, Amy Acker's in the show, so that can give you some kind of motivation to watch. I don't know what else. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, well, we will. You know, it's it's uh, it's it's mandated watching around these parts. So uh, I can't promise at this point if we're going to manage to cover everything. So yeah, I would be very happy to be on a podcast about gifted that I don't have to edit. Uh, <laughs> well, look, someone's got to do it. I guess yeah. it'll be us. <laughs> 
Yes, I, yeah. so we, we we could we could you know call you a, a, a duly not at all owned subsidiary of Weekly Heroics if we'd like. <laughs> you think our brand would help you out at all, Brian? Yeah, actually, that, 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 that that's <laughs> not a bad thing. Maybe maybe I can talk Tim Elliott into doing a little. Uh, uh, artwork for us on it too. Little graphic yeah, artist cool. guy he he is. He's pretty pretty good at that. Nice, nice, um, excellent. Anyway, what we else? Try to wrap it up. Uh, I don't know. Just keep watching preacher and, and and stuff. And you can even email us at weeklyheroics at yahoo dot com. Still check out the yeah, Facebook sweet, page. But, and check out the Facebook page. We've got a pretty respectable little group in the Facebook page, which is nice. And we always post pertinent. Superheroic TV and otherwise news in there, and funny memes and anything you want. Um, go ahead and join us and and did you see do those likewise, new, gents. Did you see the new TV guide covers? No. no. They they uh, posted four TV guide covers. Uh, one was Supergirl. Uh, they also had Supernatural, Flash. And there was Stubby. one uh, one other there, and I no, it was a C. They're all CW shows, yeah. Uh, let me see here. There's Flash, Riverdale. Ugh, that show can go piss up a rope. <laughs> uh, my wife watches that show, so no, don't, uh, no, 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 no. I watched the first like three or four episodes, and I was done. I watched the first one and I was like, no, I can't. Sorry. Well, look, I always try to give it a chance because there are some shows where the first two not that great and then yeah. the it starts to pick up and it gets better and then I'm like, yeah, no, not going to It's weird to hear this coming from me, but I'm a traditionalist when it comes to Archie. I want to see Jughead eating hamburgers and all of them riding in the same car. And, the jalopy, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I Spider-Man and Archie comics are what I grew up reading, so it's I, like yeah. I don't want to – no, this is not for me. I never but really you know what? saw the point in that one. Yeah. But they really did make it for the now teen. You I don't know, give a shit about the now They're trying to update the find, now team. Find your own fucking thing now. Yeah. You know, but it was really for then. It was really for – Whoa. The adult that was a teen then is what it was for. Make it no, the Ar- real deal. Archie yeah. comics are still the same way that they were years ago, and the thing is, is like r- right now they've made the, they've made the best decision business wise ever in Archie comics recently, and that was to publish the Marvel Digest. And if you, if you're not familiar with that, I mean, there you can go to the grocery store or Walmart wherever right now, and there is a Marvel Digest at the checkout. The current one's a Spider Man, and they're coming out with an Avengers one sometime here soon. But it, only the, Arch, the the Archie company is the one that can uh, build, uh, print out those digests now, yeah, and so they're doing the that for Marvel. Space. Yeah, but uh, now, Chris, did you? Ever watch Friends, the TV show Friends? Unfortunately. <laughs> okay, Jughead was Ben on Friends, Ross's son Ben. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah. yeah we're I mean, well, the th- the thing is, is that he's got a twin brother, and so there's Dylan Sprouse and and uh, what Cole Sprouse, and uh, they both played Ben, and they're both what's that, what's that show they did on Disney? The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Oh, yeah, Sweet Life of Zach and yeah, Cody. Yeah. 
it, yeah, that's that's the same guy that played Ben on Friends. I just I just he didn't look at all like him at all. Either all like him at all. Either the only re- the only recurring character from Friends I ever want to see again is Marcel. <laughs> <laughs> the human people can go die. It just sucks. I don't know how I managed to escape the required Friends because I'm in a relationship viewing, but I'm kind of glad I did. But I hear it was a fine program, and I'll be able to break out my little uh, friends theme clip for this podcast now, so that's always fun. But continue to talk about I really enjoyed <laughs> Friends. So is is this a true hate towards Friends? I just never really watched it, so I just never wanted to watch it because I, you know, the thing I is, I hung Scott, out with a bunch of kind of snooty white people a good chunk of my life, so I would uh, want to watch that go. on TV. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, here's the thing. Go, you know what'll blow your mind? Go back and watch. Uh, somebody put it up on YouTube. It's what Jennifer Aniston does before she delivers every single line. She makes a throat noise before she delivers every single line, and they've edited okay. them all together. You never be able to watch the show the same. Oh way. my god, you're kidding! I've got to watch that. Super oh, annoying. So I'm going to get that obsessed over a show. It has to have at least spaceships in it. That's. You know. <laughs> No, you do get her wearing the Leia bikini. Like, wait, wait, the- wait, wait. They did have a spaceship in the seventh season. Okay. Sure. Oh, shit. Don't you, That's the same it. episode that had Dina Myers. Well, that would make sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you she, can't. She was a Starship okay. Trooper girl. I will tell you this, guys, because <laughs> you wouldn't know this unless I tell you, but Brian gets compared to being Chandler so often. <laughs> Oh God! As my sister told me when I, uh, when the show the show came out and, and we're talking about it, she goes, I, "I she goes, did they have a camera on you because you were Chandler before Chandler was Chandler?" <laughs> is, is what she said. But you know the the thing is, and as I was going to say to you, Scott, you know, because you and I are pretty much the same age range. You're younger than me by a few years, I think three years. And I mean, it was basically tailored for our age range. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. At least it did. At least it seemed to have been. So see, I, when I was, I was that age range. I was like, uh, I don't know. I was like pretending to be a hippie instead. So <laughs> yeah. I wasn't really my age at any given age that I was supposed to be in my life. Neither was <laughs> I, for real. <laughs> I don't think I went through that till I don't know, maybe till I was twenty nine. Yeah, yeah but, really, truly. Everybody just got quiet. What the hell? <laughs> the first three weeks after we had Christopher home from uh, from the hospital, um, you know, you go through this this cycle, you know, day and night, night and day, um, which, of course, Beth went through a lot worse than I did because I still I, I took some time off, but I also had to work. But, you know, we'd be up and down all around the clock every couple of hours, you know, for feedings and changing diapers and whatnot. And so we would have something on that we could sit there and not have to think about. And I had all 10 seasons of Friends on DVD. And so we we just basically binge watch Friends to survive through the whole 
you know that that first period of time when you're just trying to you know figure it all out and you yeah, get baby schedule down no friends was a fun show you know i mean not everybody it's not something that everybody's gonna like and yeah you can point out a lot of things wrong with it but there are a lot of things right with it too it for 10 seasons there must have been <laughs> Hollywood don't play when it comes to people not liking shows. They're gone. Yeah. (laughs) Then they take a lot of shows that are good off that they should not take off. They deserve 10 seasons. Firefly. But, you know. Brown Coats never let it go. Fuck you, Fox. We were talking about, and this is another change, we were talking about another show earlier, um, earlier tonight, and it was a miniseries they did on Sci-Fi three years ago. Ascension. Do you remember that show? I remember reading yeah. about it, but it was one of those things that I'm like, I don't think I want to watch this till I'm sure it's going to actually go more than a few episodes and have a decent ending. And yeah, well, USA it was only did that made to be a miniseries. Too. Yeah, yeah. It, it was supposed to just be a miniseries, and I mean, they did. You know, the the one initial storyline. And um, it was, you know, it was, it was really, really interesting. But I, golly, I don't want to tell you why you <laughs> yeah, should I'll get watch around it. to it eventually. No, you won't. But uh, oh, wait, I'll tell you this: oh, Trisha, Trisha Helfer's in it. All right, sold. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shallow and easy that way, you know. Or at okay. least I'll go Google some pictures of her in it. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> this is one of those shows. It, and it actually, it it was. A commercial for this show that just kind of like made me go, wait a minute, what the hell is going on with our world? Because it was a commercial for TV shows. The commercial was being shown in the middle of the afternoon, and part of the commercial was a couple humping. <laughs> well, it was and I'm just like, that's yeah. where we are today. Yeah, yeah, you know. It. But that that what that show was was you know I mean it was really it was one of those where they 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 played up the sex angle a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. I know sci-fi tried to do that quite a bit. Um, I think one of their more recent ones has some. Uh, yeah, but I would say it as well. if you're gonna watch the show, don't read anything about it. Just watch yeah. it. Yeah. Because anything you read would would spoil some really really good things that, that reveals that happen as the course of the show goes on. Uh, it's on my pile, but uh, the first three episodes of This Is Us have just mysteriously showed up on my desktop. So. <laughs> oh, a few hours. Yes. Yeah. Talk Woo-hoo. about it when it happens. Like we have a cosmic cube up in here or something. <laughs> the drama fairy. <laughs> Alright, well, cool. Thanks. Oh, and uh, for anybody uh, if you know, aside from the other shows that we talked about here, Weekly Heroics and other on the Two True Freaks Network, please check out my show with Tim Elliott, Third Degree Burn. Yeah. yeah you should and, and our burn, other show we do with burn. the Hughes' Fear the Walking Dead cast. Yes! Uh, yes! Mostly weekly on this network as well. We'll be wrapping up the uh, mid-season of uh, Fear, the Walking, uh, Fear the Walking Dead, the show, very soon. Oh, shit, you should be listening to the Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror That's with me. That's true, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, sure. and Cast Protection, which is a Stranger Things podcast. Yes. Oh yes. my gosh, I love that show so Monster much. Monster keeps us freaking busy around here, don't they? What the hell? Yeah. I have not yet got my cannoli stipend for the month, so I'm, a I'm still waiting on the lady boys <laughs> I was promised about seven years ago. Still waiting, Tufo. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're weekly heroics, and this is the preacher cast. We got lots of stuff coming up: uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, and 
Just stuff. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Tune in. Thank you, Brian and Beth Hughes, for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Getting you on the pre-cast. Anything else you want to do, and you'll be joining us for Spidey. So, yep. We'll be back next week. Whenever next week gets here. Bye now. Adios. Adios. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at TwoTrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, Two True Freaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the Two True Freaks at the same time. Visit our website at TwoTrueFreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O. T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes. You can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and a number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks.
No one's getting our hell till we get what we came for. <laughs>